Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Greetings and happy Wednesday. It feels like a Friday for some reason. Wednesday, November 16, 2022. Welcome to the broadcast. I am Steve Schultz, your host and a founder of, along with my wife of ElijahList.com right there. Elijah Streams, we're in year 25. We bring you the voice of the prophets and loving every minute But uh, I remain very encouraged about uh, the present and the near future. Things are really happening. We're going to bring Kat Kerr on, on in just a few moments to talk about anything God's giving her. And then we'll have questions for heaven. So be sure and uh, text your friends and let them know that Kat, let them know that Kat is on. And uh, we're going to run an episode, uh, premiere a new episode of um, American Warriors. So let me just read that. L- Lieutenant Colonel Mark Novak spent 27 years serving in the U- United States Air Force and Air National Guard, piloting piloting the B-1 Lancer and KC-135 Stratotanker, refueling fighters in the air. But when he retired, he didn't stop flying. Today, with over 8,600 flying hours, he's still racking up flying hours. Uh, and this nearly 80-year-old, um, with this nearly 80-year-old B-29, they call it a dog, D-O-C, dog, one of only two B- B-29s in the world still flying. Uh, here's part of that story. General Doolittle stole my title to my book. It's called I Could Never Be So Lucky Again. There's eight of us that are left seat qualified, and I have the most flying time of the eight. Here, 990, Romeo, on the ground. Uh, I've decided that I want to be the guy that's more an expert in one airplane than the guy that goes out and flies five different airplanes a day. I'd rather be, quote-unquote, the expert in B-29s. People ask, why, why, why do you do this? And uh, people don't realize what those 18, 20-year-old kids did. They went off to war. We want to honor them. We are keeping history alive. We're educating the next generation about the greatest generation. So interesting. This, uh, this, each of these episodes is produced by my brother Warren Schultz and myself. And we're happy to bring these to you to honor those who've gone before us. And many of them, obviously, these are the ones that are still with us. Several of those who we've already premiered have already passed away. So many are, are dying. There's not very many left from World War II, and they're they're going very quickly. So I hope you'll watch that. Here's how you can get on that. Uh, American Warriors are on the Rumble channel. On Rumble, you go to American Warriors 22 or just type in American Warriors. And YouTube, the same thing. Just type in American Warriors 22 or American Warriors. Yeah, and, and so I hope you'll enjoy that. Right after this program, you can go right there. And watch that episode. Sounds so so interesting. So, all right. Um, let's. Uh, we want to thank you uh, very 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 much for your um, uh, support and donations into the ministry. Those we've got twenty four of us, soon to be twenty six of us, um, that keep this ministry going. And and we, as you can see, we we so heavily into um, charity causes that uh, advance the kingdom of God. Well over a thousand people have come to the Lord in Uganda because of these freshwater wells. We're doing many things in the states too. We've done a lot in Jackson, Mississippi, with the water projects there, where there's been poison in the water. So, uh, let me just uh, quickly remind you with a quick spot on on what we're doing in Uganda, what you're doing in Uganda. So here we go. Thank you. 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 Thank you
amazing. And as you know, Jesus said, whoever gives so much as a cup of cold water to one of these, you will certainly not lose your reward. So, and that is, uh, I've come to understand that you're not losing your reward in heaven, but you're also not losing your reward on earth. God loves to reward in the here and now, just as much as he wants to reward you in the hereafter. Uh, so uh, we love it, what we're doing. We, but what I say that wrong when I say what we're doing, we love it, what you're doing uh, for these people. It's very, very real. You're changing literal lives, literal every day needing water lives and, and God is crediting that to your account. So thank you very, very, very much. All right. Time to bring on Kat Kerr. So without further delay, let's bring in Wednesdays oh, with Kat and Steve. There she is. <laughs> how, how are you, Kat? How are you? Oh, I am so excited to be here today. I've got my celebration, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it cover on my prophet's robe this is my prophet celebration robe. really i love that is it did you just make that or oh, are you kidding <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know sure that i've seen it before i'm add in home economics and not 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 the food department but in sewing are oh you, you, you got a d in sewing I think it was mercy, okay? I had this dress that had 10 million little ditzy flowers on it. And they couldn't give you a simple, because you know you have to cut it out of the pattern. That was probably part of the problem. As long as sleeves with cuffs. It had a zipper in the side. It had <laughs> buttons up the front. It, it had this uh, fancy other thing on. And it was the biggest mess you ever saw. I had to wear it to school one day. It barely fit me. And they, the teacher just shook her head. <laughs> not your, this is not your calling, but we'll be making chocolate pie next week. I'm like, I'll make an A. <laughs> okay. You know, I think a lot of guys in high school took home ec, but I didn't take it. But I think I would have enjoyed the cooking part of, of home ec. But, the uh, cooking part was good if it was something I liked. And if it was yeah. dessert, I was in all the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of people got some good training in that. I, I didn't even take... I got pretty good at auto mechanics as far as the guys to have their cat. Just we lost her. This is an interesting day. We lost cat right in the middle of my sentence. Well, what was I saying before that? Anyway, I I hope you guys are appreciating both the water well videos that we're making and the American Warriors. We work really hard at that. We spend a lot of money on the American Warriors. Right now, there's that's virtually all out of pocket. So when you do, when you also uh, donate into American Warriors, some of that goes into honor the American servicemen, but mostly it's out of pocket, you know, um, because it's such an important thing to tell those stories. On the water wells, there she is. There Here she I am. is. We don't know what happened. Do I you know what happened? Anything. No, but I sent the cyber host in there to take care of it. Oh, good. We have cyber. Okay, that's now we I have know. Cyber what. host. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't remember what you were saying, but you were in the middle of saying it. So. Pick it up wherever do you remember. <laughs> um, I just know that I, I didn't make a really good grade on the dress. And this is the funniest part of the whole story, right? I told you 10 million little tiny flowers, which I never would have. I don't know who picked the fabric, but I never would have picked that. And uh, my husband, on I think it was our 10th anniversary, wanted to really surprise me. So he goes, he never would for for our for any any birthday anniversary. No matter what it was, he got me fishing equipment. <laughs> now, Honestly, I had so many poles, tackle boxes with tackle. I didn't even know how to use. But you don't like fish, right? No, I don't. I don't. I hate it, but it's his thing. He loved it. And he said, I'll surprise her. And I went, 
and he and for years nine years he kept buying me this stuff i went if you buy me one more piece of fishing equipment you're getting a dress <laughs> See, my husband is a man's man let me tell you but he's a man's man and he goes well i won't make that mistake he went out by himself and picks out this dress it looked exactly like the one i made i'm not kidding <laughs> holy spirit is so funny he brought this says, look at this dress and i you know i even made sure the measurements were gonna and he said i spent hours and somebody helped me find it and i opened it up and i went wow <laughs> <laughs> it had everything the long sleeves of it it was everything with the ditzy little flowers and everything and um Amazing. and i said well i certainly say this for a special occasion he goes well our, our anniversary's tonight how about tonight <laughs> <laughs> i wore it one time and it's been in the closet ever since <laughs> just like the just like that first dress it does sound yeah, like i mean the holy it. spirit I mean, of course, it was made okay but still and I, I think you're going to say yes on this, but did the Holy Spirit have fun with that? Did he do that on purpose? Is that what you said? Uh, you know he did that on purpose. He absolutely knew that it, for him would be the best joke ever. Because I told my <laughs> husband not to give me fishing equipment or he'd get a dress. So he thought, well, I'll get the dress. And I'm sure Holy Spirit said, you know, let's go look. And he goes, well, this one looks good because he'll talk to you like that. I think I like this one. I think that's a good one. And so he picked it and I'm like, I have it somewhere, but I only wore it that one time to make him happy. And I'm like, you can't hide in something like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't just for a second, hang there for a second. So this is the first time I think I've ever heard this about the Holy spirit that he would pull a prank on you that he yeah. would laugh about and have, and, and he's, he's a prankster himself from time to time. He is the drama king. They actually call him drama king in heaven. He wow. loves drama. Whether it's funny, he loves comedy. He's involved in the arts. He's involved in all the arts. He loves the arts. Uh, Jesus loves flowers and dancing. And of course, talking about all the miracles he did. But the Holy Spirit's favorite thing is, is to be part of a drama. No matter what. They have dramas. They have plays. They have movies. They have... Uh, wow. uh, all kinds of performances all over heaven and they do really call him the drama king king of king and drama king and he absolutely will do things to pull jokes on you that's amazing well that's actually kind of encouraging because that means i could relate to him as the person of the yes. holy spirit with yes. an actual personality and a temperament yeah, a personality. <laughs> and a sense of humor yeah because we wouldn't have a sense of humor unless it was given to us by god you're right so, um, and I've, I've learned so much of that with Kat. Well, Kat, let's talk about, so President Trump talked last night. I think they had a graphic of what that looked like last night. If they're, if they're, he was going to throw up a picture of Trump. Uh, so that was last night. He gave this announcement. And so many of us, we wanted him to make some sort of going ahead announcement. We weren't sure that just I'm running in 2024 was all we wanted to hear. So talk about your response and what God's showing you or anything you want to say to well, I knew he people. was going to do it. I knew he would say that. I knew he yeah. would do that. Yeah. It'll keep somebody really busy watching him campaign. Yeah, well. If you can't take the hidden thing in that. I can't say anything more than that. Well, they can't refuse. Even the media can't refuse to cover it like they've been refusing for the last two weeks. They just won't cover him. 
now that he's running, they kind of sort of have to cover it. Yeah, they do have to. And that number one, that is going to really, that's really going to really hit them hard on the left because they didn't think he would do that. Um, but I can, I know why he did it and I can't say why. I will never change what I have been saying. And God has been saying is, the, just so you know, everybody, he doesn't have to run again to get his seat back. Yeah, you have said I that. I will say that. But but being busy and keeping uh, the news on certain things going on and the left trying to figure out how in the world they can stop him from doing what he is doing, I can say there can be a lot of other things happening. Fascinating stuff. So you have not lost your encouragement at all and what, what what's going on? None, none at all. Are you kidding? Why should I? Yeah. I think it's going to be a good thing to see him a lot, people to see him a lot. Number one, that's going to really make people feel good, feel good uh, that he does still care. He never stopped caring, people. That's good. That's and good. he has never stopped saying he won. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, we were watching you last a couple of weeks ago. I was talking to my wife. And I and I saw him, and I just said, and I mentioned this the other day, but I, on the air, but I said to Doreen, I love that guy. And then, like a week or two went by, and then last night we're watching him talk and do yeah. what he's saying. And Doreen just, and this was an un, almost uncharacteristic of of Doreen to to be demonstrative like that. She just turned to me. She says, "I love him so much." I and know. I'm, See, it's good. He's not. He's well. I knew at one point. At one point, he would come out and begin saying a lot and doing a lot um, because he can't stand. Obviously, if you heard, you heard. Yeah. He can't stand what's going on. He knows what it looked like. He knows what has happened. And I think it's good that there's someone not afraid to say anything that's happened. He certainly has voiced all of the truth of what he said. And even that encourages people knowing somebody actually does know the truth. They, they yeah. know what's going on. They know how bad it is. They know it. Anybody knew it, people, it would be number 45. Yeah, so good. So, so keep good. your eyes on what's being shown out there. Maybe you'll hear what else is going on. That's good. <laughs> well, thank you, Kat. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch the news, even the yeah. fake news to us a little bit. Not that we tend to watch lots of it, some of it. I was quite surprised that CNN yeah. even put it on. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of like they're, they're kind of have to now. They're at a point where they now have to cover him. They, even they, even if it's to make fun of him, they have to cover him because he's running. Yeah, you're right. They have to, or they. I mean, they're obviously not doing any job whatsoever, <laughs> so they do have to cover it, and that's going to take up a lot of time. Of special groups who would be doing other things will be assigned to watching him. Yeah, very, very, very good. Uh, and uh, you know, because their their uh, ratings have have collapsed in the last two years. I mean, completely collapsed. It is in their financial best interest to start covering him because the right. ratings go up. Even if they're making fun of him and trying to destroy, him. oh, we lost Cat again. Do we think that's happened again? Well, this is an interesting day. We need to call more. Sorry. Uh, so sorry about that, folks. Well, what was I saying before uh, we lost her? It was fascinating. Um, to watch him, you know, I believe Johnny Enlo and I talk about this on the air a lot that President Trump, and I call him President Trump, I don't call him former or ex-president or anything, he is President Trump. I do believe, Johnny do, does believe, and a whole lot of us patriots absolutely hold these truths to be self-evident, if you will, that 
President Trump is remains the commander in chief of the U.S. military. It is an it is an almost indisputable fact. If you listen to um, I don't know was his rank Derek Johnson. Oh, yay! Hey, we got you back again. So I was just saying to the people, I hold it as truth that President Trump remains to this day as the president as the commander in chief. I don't know if I've ever asked you about that, but Johnny and I talk about that all the time. That he is our commander in chief to this day. You know what I really love is when the left and we know the news what we normally call them i don't want us to get cut off so what what our (laughs) nickname is for the news have to officially say president trump they can't just say anything they have to give his title just like they would do it for you know they would say president obama they would say president president clinton i mean they always still say that because they are that will always be their title yes for their whole life that's who they are no matter what goes on or how long it's been so that's that's a legitimate thing they have to say they can't not say it and yeah. every time they say it i know there's demons gnashing their teeth somewhere <laughs> <laughs> which makes us very very happy it makes me very happy. I'd rather bash hell than anything else, people. So you may think out there that you may be my enemy. Nah, you're not. Hell and the devil is everyone's enemy on the face of the earth, in case you wonder, okay? That's who your real enemy is, no matter who you are. You have a real enemy. His name is Satan with a little S. That's good. Lord good, good. of the flies with his fly swatter. That's good, good, good. Now, Kat, are you ready for some questions about heaven today? So now, let me just make an observation. Our numbers are growing so rapidly from week to week because people are getting fed on this channel, uh, and they keep telling their friends and and foe whatever. And so the numbers are going. So I know there's a lot of probably tens of thousands by the indication that have never heard you before today watching yeah. this so give a recap of what is what it means when we say cat is going to talk about heaven how many times you've been to heaven and what does that even mean just as if you're saying it for the first time what would you say that i have officially been appointed by jesus christ in person of all the all of you who have a problem with that go look at your bible see how many people he has visited yeah you know, this is not something strange or un, un abnormal and even people being caught up to heaven without dying that actually happened in the bible i mean look how many people had that happen paul who could barely talk about it right mm-hmm. and in the old testament how many were taken then it's just crazy how many i mean there was isaiah there was elijah I could go on and on. There were so many that actually had encounters and actually saw heaven. And, you know, what about Ezekiel? People go read the book of Ezekiel and see what he saw about the living creatures, the throne being moved by them. I mean, it's just wild, the things that happened back in the Old Testament. So this is not nothing new. God chooses who he reveals himself to. I'm talking about the Father chooses. And his son, Jesus Christ, his name was the Word. There was a trinity. There was the Father. There was the Word. There was Holy Spirit. The Word became willing to give his life on the cross to make a way for us here on the earth uh, to get rid of all of our sins and gave us a way back to heaven where actually we all came from. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. So I had a divine encounter back in the 80s. 
a face-to-face -face encounter where the Lord said the Father and He were going to start taking me on tours of heaven. That was not abnormal for me, people, because I was, I'm was i a seer, which means I see in the spirit realm. I am a prophet. They call a revelator because I reveal. John the revelator in the book of Revelations revealed the throne of God, the Father. In Revelation 4, go read. You have Ezekiel 28. That's an assignment. Revelation 4, that's an assignment. And then you should read the book of Hebrews. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Anyway, so oh, wait. Well, real quick. Why do you say read the book of Hebrews? Why did you just say that? It does describe heaven in there. There's different things that talk about heaven in there. Uh, okay. In Hebrews, it's a really good book that talks about it. Um, there's other other books, of course. The book of John talks about the word who was with God and was God and made everything that was ever made. So you can go there and read part of the book of John. Uh, throughout the Bible, there's so many times heaven itself is mentioned heaven is the father's house it is not a building it is a world his house is a whole world bigger than our entire galaxy and that's where he lives on the throne that's where christ sits at his right side and holy spirit is can be in every place at the same time whenever he wants to so he's there he's down here but that's how they set that thing up. When yeah. they designed all this stuff, they decided that that man would be put on the earth so we could have a flesh body. We lived as little spirits inside the Father. It says this in the Word of God. In Him, we live, we move, we have our very that's being true. or existence. That's what the Word says, okay? We lived in the Father. That's why He is his fa our Father. He says in the Bible, we are His offspring. Just so you, I want you to clearly understand what I'm talking about. So the Father and, and Jesus Christ, they they had a discussion. I've been picked from a seven generations of believers who actually believe there was a God. We had several seers in that line. We had some prophets. We had missionaries. We had wow. pastors. We had lay ministers. So many people who loved for God on the earth. And obeyed his word. And I walked on the same foundation. I never expected to do this, right? Mm. I was the loner person out of 14 of my siblings. I like to be alone. and so, But I always knew things where things were, were lost. I knew where they were. And, and God would still speak to me. But I was a seer from the time I was little. I remember seeing angels in our room. I see people's angels no matter where I go. I've seen demons a lot. So I know how hell operates. So all of this has been my life of this reality of the divine. And so when Jesus came to me in person and said to me, the Father and I have decided to take you to heaven on trips so that you can reveal heaven to earth and they'll know the truth about who we are, how heaven operates. It will dispel grief. It will give joy and celebration to the hearts of the people that they will know more about us, that be Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that was my assignment. And ever since that time in the 80s, they have never stopped taking me. I do not take myself. I am not asleep when they take me. Uh, even my natural life is I'm awake 20 hours. I sleep four hours sometimes. It'd be like from 7 a.m. to like 11. I'm awake all the rest of the time. And even a long time ago, God would give me assignments like go to this place and help this person. Take this to this person. I'm going to fly you over here. And when you get here at the food court, tell this person this word. It's too late to tell me it's not real. Yeah. And I'm glad they have me do it, but I'm a photographer and my gift is I was sent as a photographer to the earth. Okay. That's what I am. And normally 
but I am a revelator. That's what they call me in heaven. And they take me on nonstop after a thousand times. I stopped counting. I didn't run around telling people. It didn't matter to me if people knew or not. I just did what God wanted me to do. And I obeyed what he asked me to do or where I was going to go. And so I've been to heaven so many times. And so after doing that for years, the Lord comes back to me and says, the father and I want you to write books about all your experiences in heaven. And what he would do is he would catch me up. Let's say somebody passed away. Does that mean he's going to do this for your relative? But I, I did uh, actually host. Um, I was, what was he, what was that called? I, I helped to make all the food for the people in our church, hospitality. And some people would come have funerals at our church because we could hold 5,000 people. I didn't know most of these people who brought their families here to have a, a funeral service. But I was put in charge of making the food for those funeral services. And what the Lord would do was catching me up a couple days before that uh, funeral service happened, show me their family member in heaven. I was told their name. These people in heaven didn't see me. I saw what their mansion looked like. I heard them talking about their families on the earth. I knew pets they had, places they had gone. I knew some uh, their family members' names. I knew what their favorite colors were. I knew what the Lord had made their mansion to look like. And then I would, he would send me back to the earth and I would buy all the food that were the favorite of this person who had passed away. I would design the whole reception, the funeral reception, and wear even some of the type of clothing, like one person was in the military and I was taken out on this, um, what is it, what are the great big ships called? The yeah, like a, like, a car like a carrier, right? Yeah, a couple of days before the funeral service that was going to be at our church, they didn't even go to that church. Um, and I saw this person standing in a military uniform. This was the person who passed away. He was standing on the deck of this big aircraft carrier. And he says, I'm going off into the sun sunset. And so the Lord told me, when you do this service, I want you to wear a military uniform. I want you to pick his favorite aroma of a candle called ocean. And you're going to put it on every table in the service. I want you to make all this person's favorite foods and gave me a list of them. Jeez. And when they walked into this service, I never saw them before. They almost fainted. And I was wearing the military uniform. And they walked in, they went, did you know him? And I said, no, I did not know. I didn't know it was somebody's the father. I said, no, I did not know your father, but I've seen him. And so they didn't wow. hear about me. They wanted to hear, so I shared <laughs> with them. What had happened that I had seen, I knew nothing about his actual service they did. Uh, and they said, then you don't know that his ashes were thrown off the aircraft carrier out the sea. Really? God always but gave me evidence. I have evidence in my books. There was evidence that I knew the truth because I never knew this person. They didn't know me. And yet what I said to them, him standing on the aircraft carrier Gee. saying, I'm going off into the sunset. They said, you didn't even know he was in the military. I said, I knew nothing about him. But this, they said, but all these things, the colors, the navy blue and the gold and your uniform and these, the scent of the candles. I mean, they were like shaking. They were so undone. This is his favorite food. And so that's how he did it. He did that for years with me. And, and some of these were just amazing things that had happened. And some of those stories are in the book. And so after doing all this for years and the Lord came back, we want you to write a book. You go back to those people who you shared with about the family members, the encounter you had seeing them. We want you to give their personal permission with a written message. 
And that will be one of the stories in your book. You'll have what you saw, what you did with it, and what they said when they saw all this happen so that you'll have evidence that you really did see that. And so that's what's in the books. That's and crazy. so I didn't know after going and seeing all these people who had passed away and I never talked to any of them. And so some were like military people, some were even young people. And uh, one of my favorite stories was about a young person who passed away, but I'm not going to go into that. So I have been taken for years. I've seen so many parts of heaven and I'm wow. taken in my spirit, in your spirit, you feel young, you're excited, you're really breathing the air of heaven. If you're taken in your flesh, your body is not used to the glory. It will begin to get weak because you're there in the flesh. That happened to Jesse Duplantis. Go get his book and read it. And so they, when, when that happens, if you're taken in your flesh, they'll bring this copper-colored fruit in heaven and give it to you. And he did that. And, and then that gives you strength in your body for whatever reason. I, I never was given the copper fruit. So, so for whatever reason, God, sometimes, for re maybe you know and don't know, but... He takes, he, you know, because he, he can take you in the spirit almost all the other time. One time he may say, okay, come, and you go. Your body's gone. They wouldn't be able to find you on the earth at that point. Is that what you're indicating? Oh, yeah. Jesse Duplantis was taken in his flesh. His body wasn't in the room. He went to lay down in the hotel room, and, and God took him in his flesh to heaven. And he has that story in his own book about heaven, and he talks about what he saw there and all the things that were going on. And I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I just know that he wrote that book. Yeah. But all my stuff I saw and happened, those were all my own encounters. Why do you think, uh, cause you, I was actually had written this question down for today. So this is a good time to ask that question. Why does God seem to always take you as an eight year old girl? What's the point of that? And do you, when you go and you show up and you're this eight year old girl, do you realize that back in the flesh on earth, you're still this person that, that I'm looking at right now. You're a cat cur with pink hair and you're a, the older person that I'm looking at. Is Do you know both of those at the same time or what? No, I know nothing. I know that I'm back on earth, but I don't even care. Think about it. I'm an eight year old. I'm in my spiritual body. And there is a reason why he took me as an eight year old, Steve, because they yeah. don't argue with people. <laughs> I don't argue about what God shows me. I don't second guess him. I don't try to figure out how they do. I don't do any of that. I'm eight. I'm so excited. I can't wait to get back and share what I saw and uh, the things I got to do. And it was amazing. I mean, I also have God gave me photographic memory. Even when I was little, I can remember things. I remember back when I was like, I don't know. I remember being a baby. I remember being a baby. Really? The four, first year I was alive, they couldn't even put water on me. My mother had to bathe me in oil for the whole first year of my life. God said that was my, he was anointing me. <laughs> oh, wow. And it was, you just had something physical going on, so they couldn't put you in water? Yeah, water. They just couldn't put me in water. So okay. they said to use the baby oil, and that's what she did. She okay. actually would bathe me with, with oil for the whole first year of my life. Uh, but I remember seeing in my crypt, I remember being in my crib and seeing angels in my room. I remember it. And I remember wow. every single encounter I ever had in heaven. I remember encounters I had growing up, even being very young with the rest of my family. Um, they all thought it was strange, but especially my mom thought it was really strange because I would never go to sleep. I wasn't tired. 
and and I never wanted to eat. I eat once a day, still eat once a day. And she wanted me to be normal so I could eat and sleep. But she finally realized, hey, she's doing fine. You know, she's doing just fine. So she finally just let me be me. And, That's uh, good. But I do remember so many things growing up, the wonderful things my dad did to help people, other people. I, I knew that, uh, you know, just gave their whole life to help God and bless people with their lives. And I liked my dad. He was like my best friend, my natural dad. Wow. He was a good example of the father himself and loving people and forgiving people. That's how he that's how he lived. But the heaven thing, I never really thought, I knew that I knew I could see heaven and hell, you know, examples of them. That never bothered me. I thought that was just normal to be able to do that. But when Jesus showed up, I know I say that like it's just nothing. Oh, no. I loved, dearly loved Jesus. At age four, I received really? Jesus as my Savior because I am a seer, a seer. I did it in Sunday school. I saw Jesus come and step inside of me when Crazy. I saw him step inside of me. No one from that point in my life could ever tell me that that was not real, that I knew that when you got saved, it says that he lives in you. He says that he lives in you. And I knew that was true. So there were so many things that I experienced being a seer that I knew these things were true. And uh, so that was my whole life. He prepared me for doing this. And when he came in person, he never actually asked me to do anything he told me because I had told him somewhere in my life, I will do whatever you want. You don't even have to ask. I give you permission right now. Uh, if you want to send me somewhere, want me to say something, whatever you want, I want what you want. And I get, I encourage people to say that to him. And so all this training happened for years and years and years. And then finally, when he came, he said, we're going to start, you're going to be start taking that I, after I went for years, he came back and said, we want you to write books about your experiences in heaven. They will dispel grief all over the world. Yeah, the it's helped me. Going. It's already helped Doreen and me. We've known you for 10 years. Yeah. And all kinds of grief has been dispelled, even from losing our pets, that we now understand they go to be with the That's Lord right. before we do, you know. That's right. So. They're waiting on you. And so I, I love what they have asked me to do. But I also told them, the day that you are done, I'm perfectly fine, but until then, I'm going to enjoy very much being able to share who you are, who the Father is, Holy Spirit, how heaven operates. They showed me how heaven operates. They took me to so many places in heaven. I can name them. I can sketch them, and one day I will paint more of them. I'll be painting myself one day, but that's my assignment. I'm a revelator, and from the beginning, they called me a revelator, and uh, they said, your name, your nickname. Cat Kerr is what you will go by. And and then you're going to write these books, three books on heaven. And we're assigning to you two scribe angels who will remain with you until you are done with your third book. I'm working on my third book now. And he said, because you've seen so much of heaven, we don't want you to struggle with what do I write. The angels will give you the chapter titles in all of your books and then you will know what you're going to write about because you've already seen that stuff well, that's fascinating i mean god could have said the holy spirit's going to give it to you but he and he decided to assign it to the angels to give to you huh describe angels one is very funny the other one is very fierce and fiery and he's all about being holy and the other one's a comedian and they rub each other <laughs> I know. I love like that. you know it'd be like you go with someone who's the opposite of you somewhere 
And uh, and so they did. He did send them, and they, they're actually still right here with me. I know their names. I don't. I've talked to them very much, unless I want to say something or they have to say something to them. And uh, they've already given me half of the chapter titles for book three because I have started working on book three, and it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be amazing. But for all these people who think none of this is possible, you need to be reading your Bible, people, because yes, there were people in the Bible who sat and ate with angels and fellowshiped with angels yeah. on the earth on the earth and abraham even abraham met them and saw them and i could just there's so many people in the bible because i was a bible scholar people not in college but just at home my dad taught us how to read the word enjoy the word and he'd share all the time so it's real and you know what you can use the word against the enemy you can use it to bless people you can use to speak things into existence but only if you have it in you. Make sure yeah. you're reading the living word of God. So good, okay, so good. Kat, what do you say to people? Now I can hear people, even new people watching today, and they're going, well, wait a minute. Uh, Paul spoke against the worship of angels and being puffed up with the with the worship and of the angels. Worship people. <laughs> yeah. Worshiping is bowing down to somebody and bringing them treasures, okay? Yeah. That's that is not what I do. Communicating, Abraham communicating with angels. I'm just on this long list, people. How many people communicating with angels? Communication is not worship, okay? No. Receiving directives. How many angels brought words to people, uh, brought supplies to people, brought encouragement to people on the earth? I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, do you even have heaven in your life? Heaven should inhabit your life. Heaven culture should be what you live on this earth. You better be preparing because that's where you're going if you're a believer. But I never worship anything except Jesus Christ, the Father, and Holy Spirit. That's it. That's the only ones I worship. I will only worship the one true God head. And I will not worship another. And I certainly do not worship the things of hell, their images, their products, their apparel. I'm not advertising hell at all. I would rather bash them, crush their plans, push them back, using the host of heaven to pull down strongholds and shred platforms. Good, That's part good, of my time. Good, good, good. All right, now another thing that I had pre-written down, so I'm going to just go there because it's interesting how this is, feeds into it. You said the, the the story you told us about a man who was cremated and, and, and then thrown over the side of the carrier, so he's buried at sea with, with throwing his ashes over. You had told a story, and this isn't in heaven, but it's concerning heaven. Uh, you have you you told a future story that the time will come when someone will be resurrected, or maybe many people, at a funeral during a funeral, even though their ashes are sitting right there. If I'm saying, am I saying that right? Is that for the, right. is that for the many? Is that going to happen many times, or is that a one a one off thing in the future? What? What I don't think it's that went off anything. It's okay. the greater works. Okay. Christ said you will do the works I did and greater works you will do. A, a work, one of the works is raising the dead. I mean, that's happening in many places right yeah. now. That's happened quite often, actually. What will be happening a lot is mass raising of the dead. Mass raising. Like, let's say there's a whole lot of people that die in one area. And God sends you there and says, raise the dead. And they will be raised up. And they won't be dead anymore. Whether well, the dead bodies are still there and everything. That is that is going to happen. That's a greater work. Yeah. Another greater work is taking the lid off the jar at the funeral and commanding the 
committing that person to come back into their body. The ashes are their body. They're right there. He knows God knows how to put every ash back together, people. Yeah. He can put them all back together. And that is going to happen. I don't know how often, but it's going to happen because yeah. it's going to work. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. I got to ask you this because you know, I may have told you this, that we tried for actually almost three weeks to raise uh, a, a dead body. We had to get permission to the funeral home to do it there for a while. Then they shifted. The church began to intercede and basically it didn't succeed. It, it didn't succeed, but there was discernment that he didn't want to come back. That's so, it. so what's the deal? So uh, someone else, two people could try and, and raise the dead from the ashes. One would want to come back and one wouldn't. Is that what you would say? I would say God many times gives him a choice. Okay. And if, if you gave them a choice, 99% of the time, they would stay in heaven. I would. I would. Not because they don't love you, but yeah. they love the Father. They love the Son more than anything. And the only way you really can truly experience that is to have been with them. I've heard stories of people taking over the throne. He said, you have to go back. And they cried. Oh, wow. They really? Cried. Really? <laughs> yeah. He said, you, I have to have you, you have to go back and I have to send you back. And they cried. They didn't want to come back because well, you, when you're with him, when you're with him, the Lord, when you're with the Lord, when you're with the father, it's the most powerful love you'll ever experience. It's not that they're going to forget about you, but if you went there, you would understand. You would understand. He actually put something in me. He reached and put something in me. Oh, really? The Lord did. And he said, I'm putting this in you so you will not want to remain in heaven. But we'll be so oh, excited. Really? Yeah, he actually did. Yeah. So it wouldn't be hard for me because I'd be going back. <laughs> He'd be taking me back and forth a lot. And he wanted me to want to come. I can't wait to come back and share. That's how I, I suppose he could do that to someone who has already graduated to heaven and they're happy there. And he could say, I know you're happy here, but I'm going to put a spirit in you that, that makes you want to go back because I've got something to do for you. Could he do that? Might he do that? I don't know if he would do that, but because okay. he didn't give me a different spirit, he literally put something from himself. Okay. That gave me such a hunger to share truth about what really goes on there. Is the, oh, sorry. You talked about, that uh, you know that he went to he he spoiled hell and he got he got, took back the keys of death hell and the grave and these were moments in time at least moments but death is death hell is you're on your way maybe yeah. and or the grave is when they buried you or i suppose cremated you yeah. that's the grave yeah so when those times are past when well, i'm intrigued because once those moments of time are gone it's still not too late if God decides to resurrect them, you know, because I don't know what your thoughts. I would have to say that's all totally up to the father. I yeah. know what the keys, those keys that the, that Christ took away from the devil. Yeah. Them, gave him the right himself to go in those little windows of time and present himself because people are praying. Someone has to be praying. Yeah. A believer normally has to be praying for that person. Uh, that they would not go to hell, that they would know Jesus Christ, that they would have a chance to receive him. And so it says a man is appointed on once 
man is appointed unto well, man is appointed to die unto unto man is appointed once to die yeah and then the judgment. judgment now i have news for people when you die and you're dead the judgment he's talking about is not the judgment seat of christ which is a long ways away for you even in heaven and it's not the great white throne judgment, which is the last judgment seat anyone will face before everything's wrapped up and all things will be new. So you're not talking about either one of those judgments. There is a judgment seat of Christ. Okay. That's not about yeah. sins, right? And the, the, the great white throne judgment is for all the wicked dead that are taken out of hell at one point and go before the Father. And he shows them, this is why I cannot let you in. This is why you're going to lick fire. Those are two judgments, but when it says that the pointer on the man wants to die, thank you, Holy Spirit, yay. Yeah. That judgment is at the moment you die, there is a judgment. Do I have the right to use the key? That's for Christ. Yeah. Okay. That's what that scripture means. So there is actually a scripture that talks about it. A pointer on the man wants to die and then the judgment. Okay. That judgment has everything to do with Christ using those keys. So you better be hoping if you're not a believer that you have someone praying for you that wow. um I, I may have brought this, I think I brought this up before and I can't quite remember your answer. Oh, I think you're gonna oh go go ahead. Now that doesn't give you the right because he got those keys and he goes to you at that moment. You have to say, Yes, I repent of my sins. I regret I ever did that. Please forgive me. I want you as my savior. If you looked at Christ who came to you at that moment, you said, I'm not interested. Guess where you go? You go right to hell. Yeah. So the don't mean you're going to go in. It's your answer, your response to him at that moment. At uh, that moment that that judgment comes, if that happens to you, I sure hope that you repent to Jesus Christ. Now yeah. you can go ahead and watch these. Well, yeah, I, I think I might have brought this up. And I think you, what I'm about to say, you may say that's impossible, Steve, but I, I can't remember what you said. So along this line, 20 years ago, a contemporary of Catherine Kuhlman, he was in, he ministered with her and in her, he said, he, he, he gave me the name of a person who, if I mentioned her name, uh, she died young and people would know who she is. And he said, um, she's going to still be resurrected, Steve. And again, this is about 20 years ago. And I said, well, I don't know if I've heard of anything like that, but why would God resurrect her after she's gone 30 years? Um, and he said, because her work here wasn't done. So is that impossible? Did, was he wrong that that was even possible for someone? After I that? am not God and I cannot be God. Okay. And since that was not me involved in that situation, I can't really give a response Okay. about that. I know that God is God. He is sovereign. And the only thing I'd ever heard anything like that was people who had passed away and were in heaven. This is part of the reward. They will come back during the millennial reign of Christ, but that'll be him bringing them back. And it wasn't any other time. It wasn't necessarily like, you know, they've been gone 20, 30 years. We'll let them come back to have another life here. That's not it. That is not it at all, because I know that that part does not happen. But I do know in the millennial reign of Christ, which is another whole era. Yeah, that's an era. That's not this era that we're in right now. It's not. We're still in the kingdom age, which means uh, Christ hasn't come back. The tribulation hasn't happened. There's so many things we haven't manifested as sons and daughters of God. We haven't spoken to the land, the sea, and the air. Well, maybe the sea a little bit and watch it obey us because that's what God, the earth is crying out for that to happen. And there's, there's, we, we're going to be, we rule with Christ. We're kings and priests unto our God. 
that ruling is just starting right now in the spirit realm. The great wealth transfer, that certainly has not happened yet. Yeah. All the new inventions and creations that will happen on the earth, the things that will happen over the next many generations, that has to happen before that part comes. But once Christ, right, comes and, and fights, and Satan is kicking to hell, well, not hell, he falls for a thousand years in a bottomless pit. Christ will sit on the throne in this Jerusalem is there now. He will rule as king of this world for a thousand years. And then Satan is loosed for a season. So those people who were born in that time can be tested. If you're not Bible scholars, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. So that's why this is not over. It's not over, okay? So so th that's a whole different era. So the okay, millennial reign yeah. of Christ comes after that would be after the church age. Okay, that's after the church age. Then there is the millennial age. If you don't like that word millennial people who didn't want to put it in your little Bibles you wrote, you want to put thousand year reign of Christ. I have news for you. It means the same thing. So for a thousand years, Christ will sit on that throne. It was given to him as his father. He doesn't want to miss that part. The father doesn't want him to miss that part. They have reason why they have to have all of these things in there that they had pre-decided and not pre-decided if you would go or not. That's entirely up to you. So, so these things still have to happen. The end end is not here. It's not here. Okay, people. And we're quite a ways away from the perilous times of the tribulation. Although you think you're experiencing it right now, you aren't. I've been taken into some of those times, and this is nothing like what that will be. But God right now is exposing all the evil so he can deal with it. So these greater days of glory are coming on the earth. That's what your new normal will be. The greater glory, baptism and fire, manifested sons and daughters, ruling and reigning with Christ. That's what is coming. That's, That's what's good. coming, people. That's good. In case you wondered. Good. Hey, you know, you now. You, I this is a day I'm just going on the rabbit trail. You, you introduce <laughs> something else, and so I go, okay, let's talk about that now. Okay, I've never uh, asked you anything about the millennial reign of Christ. Um, maybe the millennials today will are all going to be there, <laughs> but but let's say the millennial reign of Christ, uh, hundreds of years from now, whenever that is, uh, you said it just said it's in this Jerusalem. The Jerusalem that we we're going to be there in April or May, you know that Jerusalem. He's going to rule from there. Is a temple going to be there when he's there, or no temple? I'm quite sure there will be some kind of a temple there uh, because he will be sitting on a throne in the temple. Okay, okay, on that temple mount, right? Theoretically, I would say if it's Jerusalem, he yeah. will be in ruling from a throne. It would have to be in that place. It would have to, it will absolutely be that place. Actually, a lot of the Bible's written about that area. Uh, yeah. We over here in the United States and other places, we weren't even around when all that was even discussed or talked about. Of course, God knew that we would be here. He knew that we would be friends with Jerusalem. He knew all that would happen. Yeah. But mainly these things happening, even the battles taking place aren't going to be here. The, the battle, you know, during the perilous times when yeah. the devil tries to take over in his great big battle move and he loses again, that's going to happen over there. That doesn't mean it won't affect people living here yeah. on this side of the world, but most of those places in the Old Testament, they were, that's where they happened. They happened in the area. In the New Testament, that's where they happened in the area. 
And even in the future, when they talked about in the book of Revelations, those were in things that happened in that area. That is the very area where Christ will rule as king of this world. And there'll be natural people in the world that don't want him there, but they can't stop him from being. Yeah, that's uh, so. Okay, so a little bit more about then the millennial reign. He's on a throne. It's in a temple or a temple-like structure. All weapons will be destroyed. Okay, all weapons destroyed. No nuclear war, no wars. Nope. He's no. ruling with a rod of iron, which is, I've never, that's during the uh, millennial reign with, with a rod that's of iron. Over, that's over the people who don't want him there. There will okay. be believers that become believers there. He won't have to rule over them with a rod of iron. But this is, there'll even be some wicked people in the earth while he's ruling. There's there going to be people. That's crazy, who really. It. it says they won't want to come before his throne to show off what they have. You know what their land is giving them. It just says this in the Bible. That they'll, Christ will say, come and bring your goods before me so that I can bless them. And they won't want to come because they won't want him there. And he will say to those people, then you won't get rain on your land. These are wicked people and wicked leaders. They can't rule. They have no power to rule. There's no armies at that time on the earth. And then after a thousand years of Christ ruling, it says, Satan will be loose for a season to tempt those. Who are born people will live to be eight nine hundred years old during that thousand years and won't die so is, is this the, time is this the same scriptures that talk about if you don't come up before to jerusalem and celebrate tabernacles that 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 it won't go well with you is it might is that the same area it says it will not be god said among he will say to them i will not send rain on your land if you don't come Talk about, okay, we're rabbit trailing today. So talk about people that that do the feast and they, they don't want to miss Passover or tabernacles. What To what degree does God like it when people keep that today? Do you keep tabernacles, for instance? I don't. Okay. I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not a Jew. It's okay if I don't. Okay. Uh, I do sometimes attend different things that they do. I yeah. do sometimes attend those things. Me too. And I enjoy them. Um, but he does not demand that I do any of those things. Okay. Yeah. I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I don't have to follow Jewish tradition or Jewish rules or laws myself. Um, I, you know, Christ came and replaced all of that himself. Christ that's replaced good. that. And that's why we follow him, honor him, we serve him. I'm not against any of the Orthodox Jews at all. Yeah. Uh, and what they decide to do, that's how they decide to live. They honor God for God. Uh, they will at one point have to make a decision about Christ. Yeah, you know, and I, and in this last 20 years, I've gone to two or three Passover seders, and that was actually the meaning of Christ. And, yes. and we even went to, uh, we were in Jerusalem four or five years ago, just on a visit, Tareen and I, we didn't, it wasn't the tour, and we had friends that are um, not Jewish. I don't think they have Jewish, but they were in Jerusalem. They loved all the feasts and so on. We happened yeah. to be there on Tabernacle. So we went to a restaurant where they had the booths built, yeah, even inside cool. the restaurant, you know, and so it was fun. But it wasn't something that I felt an obligation to do, but it was fun our, to do. And our church every now and then will actually celebrate the, the tabernacle booth. You know, they, they'll do that. They'll do that. They'll do the, the seders. They'll do things like that. Uh, we had some Messianic Jews in our church. I think they're probably still there. And I, 
There we go. Oh, yeah. I told you I was head of hospitality and I cooked for a lot of the people in the church. Like I did home meals for the church sometimes, too, but that was a lot of cooking. And and I was invited to the uh I think it was was it the Passover Seder, is that yeah. what they call it? Yeah. Where they bring unleavened bread. Is yeah. that that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I told somebody who was getting all the food ready, don't worry, I'll bring the bread. Oh no, what did you do? I didn't bring a little loaf of leavened bread, people. Because I was clueless about the unleavened and the leavened bread. I just needed to have a piece and I was going to help. I had a basket when I made big dinners. It was this big. It was this big green, green, beautiful bread basket with a handle. And it was, I decorated it. Blue and white. And put about eight loaves of Italian bread and French bread. <laughs> All the leaven. This is going to be a feast. And I nice. walked to the door. And my friend. Bud Weishi, who would give bread away at the senior citizen's home, all he could do is laugh. He saw me. He didn't even stop me. <laughs> I'm walking up to the main food table with this big, huge thing, and my friend, Meisberg, descends upon me, scoops the bread from my arm, and runs up the back door. I'm loving, Kat. <laughs> That's he wasn't upset with me, and I went, what happened? And Bud goes, unleavened bread. <laughs> you should have brought Peter. <laughs> I think they still they laughed for years about oh, that. Oh, that is good. Oh, I, I now I remember in the 70s they started doing this is the Jesus movement years, 60s, yeah. 70s, and, and then they started doing they would call them agape feast or love feast. And there's another word for it. It almost seems like yeah. maybe agape. But anyway, then they would, but they didn't do the unleavened. Their whole point was break the bread and drink the yeah. so. They had big glasses of wine, not this little, not wine, but grape juice. Because it's yeah, we always had grape juice. Grape we juice. still so only big, have grape juice at my big church. glasses of wine and then big old loaves of leavened, nice rice. Yeah. And, and then you would take, you tear off a big old piece of nice leavened bread and pass it down. That was fun too. But I, they, that was a good, those were good times because they were trying to get into the real spirit of it. You yes, know, well, they were quite shocked at my my offering for the dinner. <laughs> I love it. We got to laugh. Talk about the Holy Spirit. He probably <laughs> sets you up. He couldn't stop me. <laughs> he could have stopped you because he, he stops you at it. other things. Go get the pita bread, okay? That's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. That's it. All right, let's see. Where should, where should I go here? Um, uh, okay, so let me just jump to a couple questions here. So we've got a few more minutes. Let's, let's ask some more questions. Cindy's asking, Psalms 91 verse 11 says, he will command his angels in regard to you to protect you and defend you and guard you in all your ways. Um, and then it says in this verse, is this verse referring to our guardian angels that have been assigned to us or is it the host that he commands on our behalf to protect us or that we command on our behalf? So which, which angels is he talking? What is that talking about? Or, or do you the ones to guard and protect us in all of our ways? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Does he said, does it say he assigns our angels to do that, or does he say? He well, it says for he will command his angels in regard to you to protect and defend and guard that you. That is probably the host, because otherwise he would have said ours if it was our guardian angels. Okay. He would. They know automatically your angels are waiting for you when the mother's carrying you in the womb. Your angels are sent from heaven when you are conceived. So your angels are waiting on you to be with you your whole life. They are the very ones who will take you home to heaven. 
no matter when that is. So they have an assignment, yes, to, to protect you, to encourage you, uh, to even maybe mention things to you and you think it's you, like to guide you. They kind of guide you a little bit, especially when you're younger. Uh, like if you may be going to do something that might be dangerous, your angel might say to you, oh, I wouldn't do that. And they think, you know, I shouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't, I shouldn't do that. And then you'll think, oh, I'm saying that to myself. I, I better not do that. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. So they have, uh, they already know what their, where their boundaries are and what they're really called to do by God. But if he says his angels, that is the army of heaven. Wow. Okay. Very, very good. Uh, okay, you've said before that, that the Lord will walk through the wall. I don't know if it's the Father or Holy Spirit or Jesus. You can answer that in a second, but it says... And you're all of them. All of them. Okay, so it says when God writes on your wall, is it the same kind of writing that he used to to, uh, to write the Ten Commandments or to write or for Daniel? I think when they're talking about Daniel, there was a hand that appeared and wrote on the wall. Is, there, are, is this kind of the same thing? Is it different and whatever? That's what they're no, asking. No, the father literally walked into the room. I believe it was in a hotel room where I was. Because, you know, I travel and speak a lot. Yeah. And every now and then they give me my own room, which I loved having my own room because then I have a lot of communication or encounters with him. He walked in the room and started speaking to me. I'm going to write the next 50 years of your life on the wall. Make sure you write it down because it won't remain. And so he did write, he said, you're going to, you're going to operate from these platforms and only these platforms. And he was already started writing on the wall. So you do like a one in the line and wrote on there what it was and then two, three. So uh, at that time when he wrote on the wall, because all this time I've been operating as revelator to reveal heaven to earth, to let people know about heaven, about time, about things that happen, things that will happen. And then he said, now for these next 50 years, Number one will be doing business as CEO of Heavens, he says, Heavens Headquarters on Earth. I'm not making it up, people. Only because we will produce things that represent heaven and put it in the marketplace because God's tired of hell stuff being on all the shelves. This is what he said. And so he's writing all this. So number one was business. Number two was revelator. Uh, number three was arts and entertainment because I will help to produce movies and uh, all kinds of different things in the arts uh, that represent heaven on this earth. And uh, number four was, of course, number four was, I'm trying to remember number four. There were five different ones. So number four was, uh, I'm trying to think of how I said now, because my mind goes so fast, I have to slow it down for just a second. Catch up to my spirit. Okay, it will be about uh, appointing things for God and uh, opening up governments. And the last one will be news um, news and media. So number five is news and media. In other words, we'll have network. We'll have a full-on studio. We'll, we'll do all kinds of stuff with the studio. But we will have TV channels, network, networks that will have TV channels about heaven. Some things will be funny. Some things will be the weather. We'll actually have the weather as part of our uh, of, the, of, the, of the news and network thing, news and mess, news and media. Number four is, uh, yeah, changing, touching government leaders so that he can shape that nation. That's the, that's the fourth one. So we'll be doing things, major things with presidents of countries and stuff like that, that we will influence them so God can win that country and shape that nation. That's number four. Number five is the news and media. 
But what we, do, we won't stop doing the weather. We'll just do green screen and you can see what's happening as you're speaking to the weather to change. You actually oh, wow. TV oh, live. Oh, that's great. I love that. So um, that's what he wrote on that wall and he turned around and he said, that is all I'm allowing you to operate in. Do not let anyone else try to make you Oral Roberts or Billy Graham or anyone else that's not who you are. You are my revelator and I need you to do these five things. This is your platform for the next 50 years. And after that, I'll show you what's next. You know, if you had prayed uh, anywhere in your past and you said, Lord, make me the Billy Graham of the 20s, 2020s, and God didn't intend that for you, could you just keep praying and praying and praying and praying? And he was never going to do it, right? Because that was never your calling. Yeah, what you need to say is, what do you want me to do? Which is what I did say to him. That's and good. he has said to me before, you are not Billy Graham, but millions will be one because of the revelations I let you give. And he also said, you're not Oral Roberts, but you will raise the dead and millions will be made whole, not just healed because of what you're doing for me with heaven. It will be automatically happening. So it isn't that I won't be there and people won't get healed. It's yeah. the way he wants me to do it. However, he says to do that. It will happen. Yeah. So, for instance, I remember, especially in the 60s and 70s, we would watch Billy uh, Oral Roberts. And back in those days, my parents were making fun of him. But, you know, he was real. He'd grab their head and he'd shake it and he'd name of Jesus. That's not likely that God's going to tell you to grab someone's head and shake it and yell at it. Right. Because that's not who he, how he made you. Probably not. <laughs> okay, Because that's he he gets to do what he wants with you. Uh, you talked about entertainment. And now there's new people watching that that uh, maybe haven't heard your spiel about entertainment in heaven and on earth. But I grew up thinking a lot of the times that I was probably in trouble if I wanted to do entertainment because that wasn't holy. Maybe I would have even thought, I don't really remember, but if I, I would have even thought of walking through Disneyland. If I was enjoying the music I was walking by and I was enjoying it, that if the Lord came, maybe he'd be sad because that was the way I grew up. Okay, now I'm not that way now, but... Talk about what's okay about entertainment uh, as as a word, as a principle, and obviously there's good and bad, so it's okay to have entertainment on the earth. It's, it is it's, okay, just don't have any of hell. I mean, yeah. Basically, that's mainly it. Because uh, hell's got so much evil and wickedness, extreme violence, profanity, sexuality, that is not what God would call entertainment. He would call that garbage. Okay. Uh, that is garbage that's polluting your soul that is not ever that will never be seen in heaven or done in heaven all the movies they have there are exciting intense fun uh wonderful and a lot of families like to do things together in heaven but it's okay it depends on what is behind it you don't want your life to be filled with witchcraft witchcraft is not in heaven the bible says have nothing to do with a necromancer that word means witchcraft so I, we, we have nothing to do with witchcraft. It's not from God. That comes from hell, people. And so what you mean by your own entertainment, would you allow Jesus to sit beside you and watch what you watch? Yeah. Or go where you go. It's very important, especially for this next generation, to show them, yes, you can have fun. You can do exciting things, do stuff together, and watch things to enjoy. Uh, but you cannot go or take them into the darkness, and you should not go into the darkness yourself because they'll have a trap for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jan's asking this, why does Ephesians say we are adopted 
because we were inside God as his offspring. So they're saying, we were, if we were God's offspring, why, why does it say we were adopted? And then it mentions Ephesians 1, 5, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ. So th- I guess that's the question she's asking. Why did he have to adopt us if we were already his? That is you. You have to choose him, people. You have to choose Christ on your own. It says so in the Word. Everyone who's born doesn't automatically go there. So when you choose to belong to him, that is like you're being adopted into his family, Christ's family. Okay. All right. Um, Wendy's asking, why should we fast? And what happens? This I get this question a lot. The second part of it, this is asked a lot. What happens when I do this? What happens when I speak in tongues? What happens when I fast? What happens when I pray? So Wendy's saying, why should we fast? And what happens in the spirit realm when we fast? If you if you can answer it's that. It's a very powerful thing to fast. I would not tell you to stop doing that completely ever because there are times when God will appoint you to a fast. And that fast will be something very specific, either something you yourself are seeking from him. I'm not saying you have to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. If God told you to do that, then do that. I would say that you can fast. Maybe like uh, if I do fast, it's like I don't eat. So there's really not food that I fast. If I fast, it's things that I enjoy doing or things I enjoy wearing. Do you feel like sharing those specifics or is it too personal? You've told me, but what what God allows you to eat or not eat? As a fast. Well, yeah, like I've been on a fast now for some time. My favorite food groups for for a long time was like pizza, Dr. Pepper, and chocolate ice cream. That was my food group, people. Not telling <laughs> kids to go out and eat that all the time, but that's what I was. I loved it. Yeah. So Father came to me and he said, until you move into your own home, you will fast. Chocolate ice cream, pizza, and Dr. Pepper. Wow. How many years is that? years oh man years probably nine or ten by this time but i will tell you what when we are moving we're going to i'll have the biggest chocolate ice cream pizza and dr pepper party you've ever seen in your life that's what i'll have i still love them but i yeah. will not i will not unless he says every time i'd speak on a cruise he'd say you can have an ice cream cone one ice cream cone and normally people come talk to me about having it with milk <laughs> I was, you want you want by to eat that ice cream cone as soon as I got it. Very first cruise I went on a cruise where you were speaking, and that's the one where we got to know each other. And you walked by, and we were eating ice cream. We left a little bit early. I remember that. And then you said you said I, God's going to let me have a little bit of ice cream. I don't know if you got it that night or not. If you would even remember, but. I think I, I usually would wait late. It would, I would, but I can't go past midnight. You can't. God, when God trained me in anything, he was very specific. Because if he said something to me later at one time, it could mean life or death. If I did what he asked or not do what he asked. Now, he knew I was going to, but it doesn't matter. He knew already that I would. But I had to see myself that I could do that. And I live a fasted life, not just with food. I still don't walk on the grass in my front yard. You can ask anybody here. He told me one day you will not walk on the grass anymore. And, and I don't. On one side of my yard, I never walk on that grass. Is he just giving you something arbitrary to train you to obey and that's kind of it or what? I don't think that's for me to see. Okay. I think that's for others to see that I will do it. 
It's for others to see you'll obey, even if it sounds That's odd. right. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's helping a lot of people watching right now because they'll go, oh, that's weird because God told me never to wear yellow or something, you know. Oh, no. There's, he does do that with some people, okay? And sometimes it isn't so you know you can do it. Others will watch you. And let me tell you, there's a lot of people here watching me, and they know everyone will tell you, do I walk on the grass outside, y'all? No. No. no, I do not. I will walk on the other side of the driveway, but I will not walk. Oops, there goes my drink. Well, oh, okay. dear. I drank most of it. Anyway, uh, no, I don't. I've, I've literally seen you climb across the seat of the car. Because, because the car was parked too parked close, too close to, the to the garage. Oh, wow. I will get in the passenger side and crawl across that seat to start that car and go. Even if it's the dead of winter, I will still And that's it. what you mean by a fasted life. Whatever God tells you that's to right. fast. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Amazing. Amazing cat. All right. Let's see. Uh, if I post, Diane's asking, see, we got a few more minutes here. If Diane's asking, if I post some of my hosts at my property lines, okay, this is funny, but it's actually Sorry. a good question. Will Thank they get... She says, will I get bored? Will they get bored? I get concerned that they just have to stand there all the time. I just want to treat my host well. Well, then you have an assignment to give them while they're standing there. Oh. You don't say I post you four. As you, four of you will be sentinels on two on each side of the driveway. You will have to say something like, and you will mash, bash, and trash every demon that comes by. Any demon who's with another piece, piece a person, zip their mouth shut. Uh, take away their authority that's been given to them. Uh, pull down every stronghold, shred platforms you see around you. You're, this is your assignment to your host. Do not that's allow anything that would be dangerous to come into my home. Nothing will enter into my home. If I cast it out of my home, you will attack it. I'm talking about spiritual beings. Yeah. I'm talking about people. You have to tell them, you know, you're, you're standing. They don't want to stand there and just be bored. Okay, whatever comes in the area of your neighborhood, they can go attack it. If it's if it's the wicked, evil, spiritual things, they can, like I said, they can shred platforms. People driving by with demons following them, trying to persecute those people. They can actually shred those demons. Coming, not shred them and kill them, but they can pull them off of those things of vehicles that come by. I when I do traffic control, I do traffic control. I send those hosts to traffic control for me every day. And I say, I take power over all the power of the enemy. And I command you, host of heaven, you will go everywhere I go this day or my family members or my staff. And you will do traffic control for them. There'll be no holdups, delays, breakdowns, accidents, or wow. attacks of any kind at any time. Go host, make toast. And while you're out there, you will go into every car and speak to those people and say, I need to know Jesus. You will rip off, rip off any of the, the evil, wicked ones trying to work around them. Shut the mouths of the demons who are with them that they can't talk to them in that car. You'll pull down strongholds off of any building. Wow! Wow! In those cars, you can do that. I didn't know I, you. I didn't know you, you had them. So that really is a good question. So you can give them a great deal more to do while they're out and about for you. Yeah. Absolutely. I send them into every place before I go in the door, whether it's a store, a restaurant, or a building. I send the host in there first to pull down every stronghold, shut the mouth of every demon, uh, mash, bash, and trash demons who are in there to cause trouble for me or for people, throw them in a dry place. And then I will go in there and say, I release the, the, I release the presence of God in this building. 
And then if it's a restaurant, I'll do all that and I'll say, now I'll have a great atmosphere, great service, and great food. In Jesus' name, amen. Really, really good. Really There's good. There's not one place I eat or walk into or shop in that I do not do that. And if it, if you're walking in a place, someone suddenly decides to, whether you're you're out and about with a conference or something, and they take you to, and you got, decide to go in and eat with them, but you don't eat then. I know you eat at night, right? But you go out. I go have dessert with them. As you're walking, yeah, as you're walking in, and you didn't know you were going to be this restaurant until a second before they they stop here. Do you? Is that when you under your breath say these things, or you took care of it I earlier in the day? I don't say it under my breath, Steve. Okay. Oh, you don't. Okay. When you rule, you don't whisper things. I hear you. <laughs> so if you're not doing yeah. that, people, you aren't ruling because you have every right to do that. You don't have to put up with the devil where you are. You don't have to check into a hotel and be shredded by the clerks because they hate Jesus. Sometimes you can stop that. Sometimes it'll start a conversation with people too because they're like, what are you saying? Yeah, I'll start conversations. And if I'm ever in a group, in a restaurant, and they say, would you bless the food? Oh, I will um... my plate. <laughs> and I will say, Father, look at this food. Doesn't it look good? I'm going to enjoy every single bite. Bless this food for our bodies. May, <laughs> and may bless this food with, for our bodies in Jesus' name. May the ISIS have a never-ending crisis. May hell have the worst day they've ever had. And may the host make toast of anything around here. Amen. I love it. I and love I don't it, care who's sitting in that group. I'm not. I'm, I'm not embarrassed about Jesus Christ. I'm not embarrassed about who I am. You know what? Every devil will run out of that place. That's what happens. They don't want to be anywhere near you because you are ruling in that moment using the name of Jesus, the authority Jesus gave you. I give you power over all the power of the enemy. People, so are good. you using it? So when you get yeah. on the school bus. Go host on that school bus. I send two of them with my child. They will shred, bash, and trash every demon on that bus, no matter who they're with. They'll throw them in a dry place. Every platform they pass by, they will shred it. They'll give my child favor with the bus driver, favor with all the people on that play, on that bus, and protect them all the way there. While they're in school, they'll kick out every demon around there. They'll stop every attack against them. In Jesus' name, go host, make toast. That's how you send your kid to school. Wow. Wow, Kat. You helped a lot of people today in all of this. Thank you so, so, so much. Kat, uh, talk you have a right. You have a right to do that. Totally. Well, you know, I, Doreen and I will have said many, many times we we're changed people for the 10 years we've gotten to know you because we're always asking you more of this and we're always learning and we're always trained. You know, obviously you're not the only one. We learn from all of the, the speakers That's we right. bring in, but I think we, <laughs> we have said uh, if I had to pick the one that we've learned the most from, it's really Kat Kerr because you know, you talk about living a holy life. You talk about sending the host. You talk about living a holy life. You talk <laughs> entertainment. You talk about living a holy life. You know, and uh, that holy life say, thing is very important. Does it not say in the word, our father who is in heaven, holy is your name. Yeah. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on this earth, just like it is in heaven. It's called heaven culture, and that's what I just explained to you. That is living heaven culture, what that's I just good. showed you. That's, that's heaven good. culture in my life. And then I walk in the spirit very easily because I'm not allowing the enemy anywhere near me. He has not got control of my life, my future, my destiny, and I am not tolerating him. 
nor am I participating with him, and I'm certainly not advertising him. So good. So good, Kat. Kat, well, tell the people real quick, because you talked about your book at the beginning. Talk about your book, where to get those, and you got two websites, if you'll go ahead and tell us those. Yeah, there is revealingheaven.com, which is the name of my book. And um, I always enjoy, you know, if I stay in a hotel, I usually give one to the person who's going to clean my room with money in it, of course. Um, I get to talk a lot in the hotels. People want to know why my hair is pink. And I just start sharing. And I say, well, you, can, you know what? If you Google the word heaven, you'll see over 400 hours of me on YouTube talking about it. Because that when they go back there. And then the next time they see me, they went, oh, my gosh, this stuff is amazing. So revealingheaven.com is my main website. That was the first one we had. And um, it does have our products on there about heaven that reveal heaven to the earth. It has, uh, I think it has some interviews on there, a few interviews. It has some testimonies, but it's where you go mainly to buy our products to find out our events. And then there is catcur.com. And it is the only place online in the world that you can give to me online if you want to is catcur.com. It is a spiritual platform the Father had me create. So whatever he felt like saying, he would be allowed to say it. And I'm quite sure one day we'll be streaming from that. Yeah. Uh, we'll that probably be one thing we'll be setting up this next year that we can stream stuff from there. But catcur.com is where you can give on that on that site. You can get, uh, there's a photo gallery that shows you things in the spirit, shows you things in the supernatural. And some of those, I think you can even download some of those images. There are, there is definitely testimony down there. There's all kinds of videos with people, well-known people who, who interviewed me. But we are now about to start probably this next year. We'll redo that website. I think we've been working on Revealing Heaven um, to make it more navigable, I guess, to navigate around it better than it has. But our studio is going to be, we'll have a studio built. It'll be state-of-the-art studio. And also all kinds of other things we'll be doing. I, I really, truly love people. It's just in me since I've got to know the father and his love and his son's love. But Christ made sure that when they called me to do this, that I would know how to teach people how to war against hell and win. I'm so good. Kat. Kat, would you pray for the people? Bless them as we go out. I appreciate that. Yeah, Father, I just right now, I bless the people watching, Father. I impart your life your love, your presence, yes, your Lord. will, your way, your goodness, your joy, your celebration, your expectation of what's coming. Victory is coming because it is ours. Justice is coming because it's God's plans. I thank you, Father, for blessing everybody watching. I send your healing power, Jesus Christ, to crush the plans of the enemy, whether it's spiritual physical, mental, or emotional. Christ is the watcher of your soul in Jesus' name. Lose anything wicked or evil, but bind the love and the joy of the Lord in his presence and his plans for your life to your soul. That's the keys to the kingdom. And may you go with the host and crush the plans of hell and bless heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Kat, we love you. Give our love to your staff. They're all around you there. I appreciate it. Hey, quick reminder, Chris Reed will be with us tomorrow. Uh, same time. Yeah, it's Chris Reed tomorrow. And then I, there's, I, I was going to list the others, but I, I forgot to get to that. So God bless you all. Have an amazing day, Kat. Love to you. 
and yours. Bye. See you all later. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.